0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are Are
1: thrilled thrilled.
0: to death that you are listening Uh. to our show. (laughs) Uh, We have got a banger of a show tonight. Uh, We are joined tonight by Rob Chafe. Rob Chafe, the. Ever uh, normal, the grump guy. The, I the grumpy gonna, amp guy. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that needs a jingle. Uh, we'll think of it later. Right. Um, but, but more importantly, maybe not more importantly, equally importantly, but taking away the show from off of our hands for most of this time yes. is Alex. Alex, introduce yourself. Hey, this is Alex Giraldi from Copper Sound Pedals. Yes, 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 and we are doing a 101.
2: On DIY ah. pedal assembly. And Todd, for those who don't know what that stands for, what does that stand for? Do it yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> That's all I'm, we need I'm to happy know. That to was help. a, that I'm was happy a to help. great podcast. Thank we learned you. something.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're really excited because uh, Alex has provided. A box full of incredible goodies oh yes that can help make dreams come alive Mm. and that's that's great on its own but more importantly he systematically is going to help the world build pedals wow that's his mission he told me so didn't you Alex
3: we were getting tacos Oh yeah, yeah yeah I remember yeah, yeah. yeah you were talking about search and destroy and we were getting some tacos <laughs> yeah.
0: yes yes. I highly encourage you watching search and destroy everybody. That's annoying uh, anyways. Uh, not required to, not required to do DIY no no not required but it should maybe be. maybe <laughs> anyways um, we're just really excited we're all uh, goofy over here because uh, well at least I am. Usually goofy anyways. Um, we got a couple of announcements before we get into this. And we're not going to, you know, we're, we're going to go as fast as we can in this. We have a couple, you know, things we got to cover. Yeah. Um, first it. of all, I wanted to do a huge shout out to um, the man, the myth, the legend, David Kaminga. That's right. David, one of our greatest supporters, longtime listener. Yes. and pod friend and friend of the community Uh, pedal builders out there he is a huge supporter of you as well as amp builders and guitar builders he is a gear fiend so um thank you for being a gear fiend david and more importantly for supporting independent music
1: you know, out there on bank. Blackmailing the yeah. guests. Anyways,
0: uh-huh. that was just a really nice surprise. I was like, dang, thanks, David. Does that mean I have to buy one, too? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, anyhow, um, beyond that, I also wanted, I'm very excited because um, after this show, we are having none other than Marcus Reeves mm. of Reeves Electro and guest on this show. And guest. Mm-hmm. Yes. To very be Very exciting news from them. And we're gonna have Jack Bates, the hmm. bass player of Smashing Pumpkins, oh, son yeah. of Peter Hook. Ah. He's gonna be on the show hmm. coming up, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks or whatever. And we got a whole bunch of other great guests. I'm really excited about uh, what's coming on in, in late summer and early fall and all that good stuff. Can't wait. Okay. Without further ado, Tony. Yes. Do your thing. Which one? What's going on in the music world this week?
2: (laughs) You're supposed to ask me that.
0: Oh, because I have to do so many things now. Would you do your thing? Ladies and gentlemen, Tanya Bolonsky.
2: Yes, Todd. At your whim. (laughs) Hmm. Sounds interesting. Um, This week, um, I was out in uh, in California. uh, I think, as I said last time. And uh, specifically San Luis Obispo Mm -hmm. and more specifically at the Madonna Inn. Mm -hmm. And little did I realize that the night that I got in, Mm -hmm. um, there was – they have an expo center further down the road. And uh, I did not know this, but had I known, I would have definitely gone. So Les Claypool was playing at this – I mean, it's not a very large center. Yeah. um, But – it was with his, uh, was it the Fearless Flying Frog Band? Sounds right. Um, yep. It's one of one of his uh, quirky projects. Oh yeah, one of <laughs> Which those. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, more importantly, Sean Lennon is playing in that band. Oh yeah, cool. And while uh, we were uh, walking through the property, I had a Sean Lennon sighting. Oh. And uh, I, I mean, I, I'm almost 100% sure. Was, was that happening. exciting for you? Uh, a little bit. I mean, if I was like five minutes closer, I, I could have actually seen him. But he was walking away back. You know, they had dinner at the restaurant there, I think. Mm-hmm. And he and his entourage, small entourage, uh, were walking back, probably to their car, to take them back to the expo center. Well, right on. So while I didn't get to go to a lot of guitar shops or anything, or There's any guitar a lot shops. out there. Um, well, then we hit. We ran through Denver on the way back. Yeah, and I stayed there for a couple of days. Got but, a couple
0: of hacky sack games.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. All those things, and um, but uh, but that was that was that was kind of worth the price of admission. So a, a Sean Lennon site. Did you
0: go to Solvang and get the pastries? I did not. I, I
2: cannot believe you, Tony. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. We didn't. Ha- we, we we had an Uber everywhere. huh. And once you're at the Madonna Inn, you're kind of in. A, a compound. They have a shuttle. They do to not solving. They do not. They have. do.
0: Anyways, next time, uh, I can't maybe put, next okay, time. Okay, next time I go there, I'll mail you a box of them. But I did Anybody that's on the West Coast knows exactly. They're like, "Oh, yeah, those are fantastic."
2: But I did fully enjoy San Luis Obispo. Yeah. That is a great little little town. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's pretty good. There you go. It's so that was my week. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good.
0: Good morning. All right. Alex. Graldy. What's going on in Music World?
3: Uh, So I actually was um, just at a show last night. I was very fortunate enough to be invited um, by the drummer. Um, The band is Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're playing in our area. Yeah. jordan in the company has become close with brooks and somewhat close to his family and uh they were in the area so they, they got us some passes and whatnot so we got to see their show really good show um i had never seen them live before funnily enough i had met the guys more often than seeing them play live uh-huh. um so it was fun to finally see them um oh this to is ta- what you guys do oh yeah, yeah. To, oh I thought you were carrying instruments for a reason Yeah <laughs> So we got to see the show um, There was a moment that was weird On stage because um, Brian, their lead guitarist He had an injury Like mid-song and But we didn't realize that It was, all of a sudden he was gone And the band thought he was playing a trick And you could still hear his parts It was like Wizard of Oz behind the curtain <laughs> uh, Go figure, it was like during like the hardest part Of that song and they're like good one brian still nailing it and they're like oh hold on brian's actually really hurt we'll we'll be back in a few minutes was it Which like was, the tech yeah, doing
0: this the rest of the solo or something
3: uh nope no, brian he, sat in the chair and did the whole song oh and wow then, then did then finished the entire set wow um, i think the like the paramedics on site just didn't want him to move anymore and just finished the set he did it uh, flying colors then he went to the hospital um they're heading to Canada right now, and he's—I guess—he's all right, which is good. Um, he was a trooper for doing that, and um, yeah, did he like was, roll his ankle or something? Uh, I think something with a calf. I'm not sure if it was like an like what necessarily it was, but um, something internal that huh. kind of felt like wow. he got hit with a golf ball or something. Like Ooh. that's how he said it felt. Um, hmm. We were speaking with uh, their drummer, and he was giving us some, you know, updates and whatnot. But they had a great show. Really fun to hang out with the guys, and. Um, just super fortunate to um, have that networking. That's super cool, man. Very cool. They're yep. they a good, loud, energetic band, those guys are. I'm wondering, actually, if, they'll, uh, if he'll do a Dave Grohl and have like a really cool chair the rest of the tour. Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that thing's probably somewhere making its rounds after Axel and everything. That's right. Um, so, uh... Let's see. Rob, what's going on in your music world this week?
1: Mm. Let's see here. Uh got a guitar. What? what? Yeah, I bought another guitar. What'd you get? Yeah, What'd you get? I didn't You're need...
0: clearly so excited about that.
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure about this one. Um, so yeah, so I've been kind of keeping my eyes open for a Pelham Blue uh, Les Paul Special. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, not a vintage one, but uh, back in 2011, they made a short run of these yes.
0: things. Yes, yes, nice so. ones. Actually, lacquered ones.
1: Yeah, no, this is, yeah, slackered. It is the cheapest, you know, of the cheap. Like, no binding, no nothing. just yep. But uh, that's the way I like it, actually, Les Paul's. I don't like the carve-tops. I like the specials. Yeah, me too. But, um yeah, so anyway, so, yeah, they made a special run of them, and I've been keeping my eye out, and one came up on Reverb at a reasonable price. Um, he was asking a grand on Sunday. That's solid. Well, I so I messaged him and said, would you take 800 plus shipping? And he said yes. That's even solider. Even solider. So, but yeah, showed up yesterday. So that's cool. Um, has, uh, some issues. Oh. So yeah, I had to take it over to, to a buddy and have him check it out. And now, tell him does that have the,
0: need... uh, that doesn't have the mini traps in it, does it?
1: No. Yeah. No. Okay. Dot inlay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I Mine's the mini traps. That no. was the run before. I know which ones. Was... Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're talking about. Yep. I love this one. Yeah. So, and this has got a stop tail too. Does yours have wraparound or just stop? Stop. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but so, mine
0: came with the P100s, which are garbage, so um, I swapped them out for Brandon wound P90s. Yeah, which are awesome. Yeah,
1: I've got something else with 90s already, but yeah. Yeah. So I wanted the humbuckers. Um, but yeah, so some some issues we got to take care of. And I, anytime I buy anything used, I plan on having to put like what uh, kind of issues.
0: Your... I mean, that's a pretty simple guitar.
1: Well, okay, so you know the headstocks on those, they started uh, gluing on the veneer. Edges on the headstock, so it's not all one piece, it's one big piece, there's two tiny little pieces. On the treble side, it's not just finished crack, it's actually cracked. That oh. veneer is, is separating oh. from the, yeah. Chase
0: so, can fix that yeah, for you, not, yeah, dude. Not a big deal.
1: I know. guys that can fix it, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, and, and I was like, is this a big deal or no big deal? And I had somebody look at it, and they said, no big deal. We take off the keys. You we t- leach super glue in yeah, there. You you'll you just, never see it.
2: Well, you can put a couple of drywall screws through the side. It yeah, I, that's perfect. what I was
1: going to do. But he stopped <laughs> me. He said, whoa, well, whoa, well, hold on. Hold on. We can do a better job. Um, so there's that. Um, it, and like I was going to say, uh, Anytime I buy one of these guitars, I just assume it's going to need a nut, need a setup, yeah. fret, possibly level, dress, something like that. It yeah. needs all of that. Yeah, this so, is still a killer
0: deal, man. Yeah, yeah. So that what that, you saved on that, uh, you exactly. Know, that's gonna- cover some at least a lot of that. A
1: l- exactly. And, and it's realistically once it's done it'll I mean fair market value is maybe 12. So I'll be I'll be fine. I'm not going to lose anything. No. But it's the I I would have liked it if it didn't have a crack in the sure, headstock. Sure. And it's got a bunch of dings on the face, like tiny little dings. Looks like somebody was taking a drumstick and like playing on <laughs> it. I, been. it it's been. bizarre. I mean there's got to be 50 of these all over the face of it. Crazy. Yeah. I, so That's that was crazy. disappointing too cuz that didn't show in the pictures, but yeah. So, anyways, but it's palm and blue and it's special. And
0: are you going to do you any kind of custom pick art on it? I'm assuming that's a blackguard.
1: It's got a blackguard, and that's another thing. The blackguard on it is matte. And I mean, like matte, matte. Never. Well, I don't think it came that way. I think somebody took some sandpapers because yeah. all the, the pickup rings are gloss. The, the jack plate is, is gloss. It, is it five ply? No, single ply. And oh. I do think the, the original was single ply, but it looks like somebody. Oh. Um, actually, I might just take it off. Hey, I know a guy. Yeah, that looks I know cool. a guy. Yeah. Yeah, do you? Yeah. I'll have to get his phone number from you. Yeah, I'll, I'll give yeah, you his phone okay, number. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that the big pearl stuff would look kind of cool on that.
1: Yeah, no. No, that's not Mr. Conservative no. over here. No, big pearl on a Pelham blue special. Why not? Because it's ugly. I do yeah, have the, yeah, yeah. I do
2: have this blue and silver no. uh, swirly stuff. No, that's mm-hmm. terrible. If I was to do
1: anything, I'd just guitar. do a, a three-ply black, white-black, you know. Five-ply. Five Is yeah. that what they do on
2: those? Back in the fifties. Oh, 5-ply.
1: well, there you go. That's what yeah. I would probably do. That.
0: Alex, do you like colored guitars in the, in the sense of like non neutral colors?
3: If you're asking if I like Pell and Blue, I want Pell and Blue on everything. Okay, that's a <laughs> great checking. color. I, that, hey,
1: I agree. Pelham, that one in and Inverness one. Green. Those. Oh yeah. Those are yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Mm. Eh, you kind of lost me on the green, but anyways. Have
1: you seen Inverness Green? Uh, yeah. It's like a very, 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 very aged pellum blue. Yeah, no, I know what yeah. it
0: is. Let's put a screen in my head. So okay, uh, all righty. Well, oh Todd, well, Tony, how about since you? you? asked. Um, <laughs> I you brought this up last week, but yes. I was really excited because I I've been monitoring the uh, the eighty nine series. Um, well, that just not the eighty nine series, but the nine series. Um, uh, Ibanez and Maxon pedals. And I have um, I have uh, uh, Japanese flanger from I think eighty one, and so I got this one and this is the eighty nine, um, which is the delay and it's from eighty three. Uh,
1: this couldn't have been cheap. It it actually was. Did you just get lucky and score? Or yes. It, okay. Okay. So it's not <laughs> like they're they're not worth a lot, right? I mean they're they yeah, go for a pretty.
0: Yeah. Usually they're right. Okay. I just you know. Wow. Uh, so uh, I felt pretty too, good dude. about the. I, I actually we were we we're podcasting here and I and I just was like Doo, do, do, do. and Still I looked. It's Still
1: got the and, label on the back. Yeah, and it's made in Japan.
0: Yeah, and I verified. I checked on the Analog Man because apparently he's like the only person that can actually date these crazy things because they they're you know yeah, sporadic haphazard. And it said uh, if it has a CE, it's basically it, the numbers alone don't tell you what year it's from. The trick is you got to check if it's, if it's a silver label, um, mm-hmm. then uh, if, it, if it has a CE, then it's, I think, 90s up. Uh, and it, it, this is serial number two, I think, and, but it has no CE on it. And the mm-hmm. CE is the, I uh, uh, can't remember what that stands for. Yeah, the Euro Certification. Euro Certification yeah. for Electronics. Um, Sounds really cool. And I was like, hey, hooray for me. And yeah. it's in really good condition. And you like it?
1: It sounds fantastic. You yeah. like the the kind of analog? I don't want to say grip, but like lower fi thing it does. I do, and yeah. that's
0: exactly what I was looking for for like an always on stage uh, presence, just to give a little bit of lift. I like my signal relatively dry mm-hmm. because I like I like punch and 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 cut, but I I just wanted it to have a little bit of. If, uh, so it's not a sterile dynamic, yeah. So it's not as sterile, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want a big reverb, and, and this does that perfectly. And that's,
1: that's why I rarely use reverb on stage. I, I love it, it; just washes everything.
0: So the other, the neat thing I'm going to try to do is, you know, one of the settings on the HX Stomp is basically this pedal, but I've never really been able to get that dialed the way I want. Yeah. So I'm dialing it in here, and then trying to make, trying to get that as close as i can if i can't get it as close as i can then i'll use this on my gig board
1: no dude put that on your gig board because i mean the hx stop may get similar and everything but that's going to have a well i use that
0: to punch in different effects right. for like the different songs and mm-hmm. stuff so um otherwise i'd have a especially if, if you're going to have it
1: pretty much on all the time exactly just, yeah yeah so okay so uh what do those go- usually go for
0: um there you well Roughly, well, roughly, I think about at, three, yeah, like two, two to two, three. Twos, okay. that's what two I and change to three, to three-ish, and depending if it's like ultra banged up and it's like
3: this was the first one in nineteen eighty, then it's well. like
0: you know, right, expensive. Alex, you probably know better than all
3: of us. I actually, I'm not super versed in this. This actually sounds like something that um, your last guest would have actually been better on, uh, Zach. Right? Yeah, I feel like he. I feel like he's really into this stuff. Like, there's some things that I, uh, uh, especially in the pedal world, where I've got like this affinity for knowing, like, oh well, if you see this, uh, that's actually an older one before they did it and they changed to this. I feel like I have a little bit of a gap in a lot of like the like Maxon, Ibanez, Boss world. Like, I'm familiar with most of it, but you're talking like the really nerdy like specs, like reading serial numbers and stuff like that. I'm definitely no analog man on that. Right. Well, there you go. So here here we are. We've got uh you know, if
0: you just go on and look, they're usually starting at about if it's an older one, I'd say pre ninety, you're looking at like two twenty five to three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's later than that, um I, I'm guessing this you know, this is like a lot of these people, are, they're, they're saying, oh, it could be this age, it could be that age. Unless they show the back and you see the label, I, if you do buy one of these, pretty much any of the 89 series, and go to Analog Man, um, you can get a very good understanding of what age your pedal actually is. But the most important thing is, see, yeah. we see one, there's an 89, and it's a black label with CE on the back, a big giant CE. And that's um, later. So, anyways, if you can find cool. one that's uh, non-CE, that's, you're, you're in the older realm. Now, maybe that doesn't matter to you. Maybe it does. But there you go. Now you know.
1: Cool. On today's Ibanez Pedal Cup bow Chips is chips. Uh, <laughs> n-
0: uh, no, not chips. necessarily. Oh God. God. And, that's, and that's, that's the other thing I learned. Um, because originally I was looking for a Maxon one. But there's a reason. The Maxon ones are actually like 100 bucks more. And it's because, I you know, please don't throw rocks at me, everybody. That actually is like you know <laughs> mega nerds about that, um, or crash the car because I say this wrong. But from what I understood, it had something to do with the the Panasonic chip um, in it, and then that's as far as I went because I was like, well, I don't have a Maxon, so anyways, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah, <laughs> just
3: go with what I have. You know, I will say, just at least on that topic, there are instances where like a generation of a chip could have an issue with a circuit like and we're just talking like if there's a suffix after it there could be an issue with it like design wise or like generationally speaking but then there's also on the opposite spectrum what what you were saying Todd before about like uh, almost like not to say it doesn't matter and whatnot I, I still also subscribe to like the way stuff's put together is ultimately more important than just the individual parts yeah you know but i there is definitely both roads where you could hear a sonic difference or uh, again i've had we when we did um telegraph v2 not getting too far into it like Mm -hmm. there's a specific timer chip in there and if we didn't source it from a certain company it wouldn't work in the um the design Interesting. And it, it was the same numbers all the way until you get to the suffix, which mm-hmm. is usually four letters. And a lot of times it's describing its generation. And then a lot of times it's like the heat coefficient and stuff like that, that a lot of times might not matter unless it's like, oh, yeah, well, we're playing in Antarctica and on the sun. So I do need, you know, a higher temperature thing here. But I will say sometimes it can be either one that it, it's. It could be everything or it could literally just be like you know that resistor in the feedback loop actually has more to do than the part itself yeah so i
0: i totally can understand that and you know these it's so funny because the ibanez and the maxon pills if you look at them and you took the label off you're like what's there's no difference it's honestly it's it's <laughs> it is oddly exactly like chevy and gmc in many ways where mm-hmm. you know they're almost the exact same thing going on uh truck wise and all that stuff um don't please if you're a truck freak please don't throw rocks at me but you can send back in the day you'd go like what is that it's it's either a gmc or a chevy who knows if you if you couldn't see it from you know
3: they, they you know anyways Mm. Is, there, is there a queue to get into to throw the rocks at Todd? I'm still interested in the <laughs> rock throwing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ford, man. Yeah, we'll send that to you. <laughs>
3: yes.
0: Anyways, um, so that, that's really fun. Cool. Cool. Yeah, the only thing I got to f- do is the, uh, navigate the dumb rubber shenanigans on the back.
1: There is somebody I uh, just saw. Uh, I think it's Toman. In in Europe, that yeah. the, they are now selling replacement bottoms for those that don't have rubber, so oh, they'll very they'll, cool. they'll screw right on in place of it, and you can put that off to the side so nice. it doesn't get ruined. And and I think it actually has a, either a Velcro or a dual lock already on the bottom.
0: That's worth checking out. Um, there, I found uh, on a podcast uh, a while ago when I got the flanger. There's actually somebody said I made a template that you can print out a piece of paper and basically you you. Cut the template out, and you duct tape the paper, and then you put it on there, and then you put the Velcro on the duct tape, and it works. And mm-hmm. I did that, and I am like, "Yeah, mm. this actually works." <laughs> mm, there you go. It's you know, I'm sure a total replacement would be more solid, but yeah. um, pff, for free.
1: Well, you definitely don't want to ruin that. No. That, I'm yeah, not, no, I'm not
0: going to do that. Anyways, oh, yeah. yeah, put some Velcro right over
1: that Right over the sticker, sticker. first time. Yeah. <laughs> Fold off. Well, there we go. Uh,
0: well, anyways, <laughs> let's get on to the good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we do want to do one single big shout-out to our friends at Tour Gear. Um, we're talking about pedals today, and there's nothing finer than a day in Carolina in the morning. With
2: a Tour Gear design patch
0: cable. Yes. Uh, so your Tour Gear Design patch cables of your choice of length and choice of shape are going to stitch together very neatly.
2: And they're all flat as a crepe, I tell
0: you. Yes, your pedal board will thank you. And so were your wallet, actually. Oh, yes. Uh, so get yourself over to Tour Gear Designs and get those patch cables. And when you do, go to the cart, put in the coupon area. The guitar knobs, all lowercase, all one word. And you're going to save 10%. All right, everybody. Thank you to Tour Gear Designs for
3: sponsoring our four on the floor. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, Todd. No, yes, we're, we're not. You know, four on the floor. It's a fan favorite. People love it. Yeah, they want you're to correct. About That's it. why we're about to do it. They're playing. No, 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 no. We're not. No, not today. What? We're gonna. We're we're changing it up today, Todd. It's a it's a brand new episode. It's a different <laughs> style segment. <laughs> we're gonna do four on the bench. Ah. ah. Mm. (laughs) judges allow it judges allow it yes i can't wait
0: to hear what's on what's four on the bench anything to disturb todd i vote for what is four Mm
3: -hmm. on the bench alex (laughs) well i'd preface it with no it's eight on a plate that's a tony throwback yes Um, it is so four on the bench is a segment that we like to play here for the first time, ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: first time
3: ever. Okay. They love playing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the first time it's ever. It's the best. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. What we're going to do is we're going to go into the spirit of Four on the Floor where you get to choose four guitar pedals that you'd want to have with you for, for an event. Uh-huh. And we're going to change it up We're going to flip the script a little bit. And since we're doing uh, a DIY episode, um, more akin to like soldering and actually the building of these tools, we're going to do four on the bench. And I'm going to pick four of my favorite tools that I would see on my (laughs) bench.
0: I love it. (laughs) This is genius. Glad I thought of it. Okay.
3: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Ah, all All right. Anyways, go ahead. All right. So, my number one for on the bench is going to be an obvious one it's the trusty soldering iron so in our shop we have been a weller kind of shop and it i would say uh, this might be a good analogy in the soldering iron world weller and hacko are kind of like the fender gibson type of thing like Mm -hmm. a lot of times like for our world for you know everyday use because both companies make like oh i saw her once a month all the way up to like i'm i'm a full-time person so we've been using wellers um they discontinued the traditional one that uh, everybody was loving if you probably saw well you probably saw like a WESD 51 i think it is mm-hmm. but anyway the new version is the we ten ten. i love it um it's got the digital you know, readout the st- Ex- yep, exactly. You can um, you set your temperature; it'll shut off uh, or shut down automatically after a certain amount of time. Um, the only thing I do to mod my number one on the four on the bench is instead of the satellite where it has like. You know the flat as a crepe sponge that you have to water, mm-hmm. yeah um, instead, uh I get the satellite that has the small hole in it for the brass or copper sponge, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. And, and in our shop, we run copper sponges because we have to be on brand it's a it's a corporate mm-hmm. thing, yeah. I understand that
0: I personally like those better than the than the sponges too myself
3: and and
2: why do you prefer the
3: weller over a hacko? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> Tony that sounded really <laughs> threatening yeah. yikes let me tell you Tony I'm, I'm a bit scarred <laughs> I, I've never played a hacko. really
1: so that's, yeah. it,
3: that's it yeah I just haven't I, you know uh, for some reason I don't know why I got into the Weller out of the gate it might have just been a brand recognition thing that I had yeah. seen more often and it was like oh I'm doing this thing let, let's check it out or could have been a price thing but I had been around it more if that oh, makes okay. sense it's you a know, steal for 115 bucks man yeah, a yeah. decent soldering
1: iron oh. doesn't cost that much. I mean,
3: uh, uh, And we every time I install a new one mm. or I make a new bench at our shop, I go, they needed a soldering Ooh. iron to put the first soldering iron together, didn't they? Or oh. did they, what did they Matches. choose? Which came first, the soldering yeah. iron or the kit <laughs> to build the soldering iron? <laughs> I'm going to guess they tied all the parts together. Yeah. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's my number one. Okay,
0: for, hey, nice. Hold on, hey, question hey, hey, we got to hear this. from Rob, the oh. other uh, professional soldering oh, person. Oh no, it's
1: fine. I actually, I, I still have uh, a couple of the the fifty ones. Is that? Yeah. that's still what I'm using. Um, so did, good. Did they did they get rid of the stupid multi-pin connection for the soldering iron itself to the base I, unit?
3: I want to say the pin. Unit that goes to the satellite like to the pen itself Mm -hmm. is still something similar to like a five-pin din
1: Yeah, I that that is the weakness. I both of mine on the bench I've replaced the the connector on the base unit on each one once and they're both going Uh, bad
3: again I've never had that actually happen. Yeah, so I guess I'll consider myself
1: fortunate There There you go.
3: Rob is really Uh, rough on equipment.
1: I am pretty rough on that. Oh, which by the way talking about soldering irons you ever check out JBC? I have not. No, I have to check that out. It's going to ruin you. That's the Wendy's Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. Yeah. Right? Yep, same thing. Same thing. It looks like a hamburger. Yeah. Awesome. No, no yeah. check it out, dude. Their their soldering irons are insane. I'm saving my pennies for one of those. Well, next. how
0: much is that, Rob?
1: Uh, the one I want, I think it's like fifteen hundred. What? Yeah. Why? What? What? It's insane. Well, it, why do you need that? It, it's one of these that when you pick it up, it's it's automatic in standby mode. When you put it down. <laughs> So the, so the tip lasts 20 times longer, and when you pick it up, wow. and then— My and, hot
3: air gun is like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and the um, the, the temperature, uh, what, I don't know what you would call it, but the auto, just keep it at, at that temperature uh-huh, so it doesn't uh-huh. go down and dip up. It's within one degree. It's insane.
0: So does it ruin—does it, the heat ruin the entire pen, or just—
1: The tip, that's it will oxidize you it you can buy a ton yeah. of tips for $1400 <laughs>
3: yeah I weirdly enough heat is the enemy
1: yeah yeah so it's it, it's i mean it's kind of what's considered like quote professional or whatever not yeah. well, obviously cuz that's why i've been using it so it's professional so but.
0: you've never had the entire pen go down just i myself no it, yeah what? And you never <laughs> had the pen ruin just
1: just yeah i'm not going to say it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so um anyways, so anyways okay we got
3: uh we got the well here all right number, number two. two number two i'm gonna go with um it is the pcsa2 it's um a swiss company they make um pcb jigs um they it's essentially a place for you to have a rail system oh yeah you, these guy, are great. you guys probably look it up the pcsa 2 they make a one two and a three i believe and it's essentially like a rail system where you can snap your pcbs in populate everything from the top solder from the top if it's a top solder style or if it's a bottom style like a cap or something where the leads are hidden Mm -hmm. um you can flip it over it'll do like a roller coaster corkscrew thing and just now all of a sudden the leads are facing towards you and it has a cover uh you can screw the cover down that way, um, all the components stay snug. After you solder it down, if you want to clip the leads, you flip it back over to the top, you take the lid off, you're ready to do the next step of your um, assembly process. Yeah. Nice. It's really, really
0: cool. I remember when um, <laughs> when I had big big dreams uh, when we were doing the Fez, and I'm like, man, this is taking forever. And I saw this, and I was like, oh, that would make things really easy. And then um, they you couldn't get them
3: anywhere. They were...
1: Gone and they, Not available. The they started COVID.
3: getting expensive, too. Uh, yeah. I, ideal Tech is the company. Yes. Ideal Tech. Uh, I, we have four of them in the shop, and they're just so good. Yeah. But you have to go to uh, Diverse
0: Electronics to get the Ideal Tech, from what I... Yes. Yeah, yeah there's... You
3: know, Anyways. It's, it's, it's really good. I would suggest to anybody that's making batches of more than 20 at a time of anything, that it's not an obscure shape PCB you can fit most things you can even take the middle bar out we do it for triple graph daughter boards where the the board itself at its max length is like seven inches or so Mm -hmm. um they're very they're very like customizable too if you need so ideal tech PCSA series all right nice number three Number three is for the old man in me. Uh, it's the glasses that go around, like the headband glasses where you <laughs> poke them down like a, like a, like a welder. Yep. Uh, I like to call them my cheaters. Uh, I pretty much don't solder without those just because I don't generally have great vision. I, I wear contact lenses as is, but it just helps me. Feel like I have fresh eyes so I'm not really missing anything and I don't want to strain to see And get like a headache or anything like that Um, So even just a pair of like They're like 20 bucks they come with like Batteries and you can turn on the light if you need to I throw those literally Sit on top of my station when I'm Making cables when I'm Soldering boards when I'm making Prototypes you're trying to figure out a tip At the restaurant Yeah
0: exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Okay (laughs)
0: What? <laughs> Don't you, you know, when your eyes go bad, you see all the old guys at the restaurant, and like going, oh, I can't see the thing. Mm-hmm. and It's dark and all that. Anyways, shut up. Yeah.
2: Okay, go ahead. Number four. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Number four is a self shill. It's going to be the solder dispensers that we make at Copper Sound DIY. Aha. Uh-huh. Ah. So, so listeners, when we get into this episode, we can talk more about it, but essentially I created a solder dispenser tool made out of guitar and pedal enclosure and hardware that's similar to stuff that we use on the triple graph and a spring that's holding up the, the wire because all of our stations, we carry 16 ounce spools and I just made these as uh, gifts for everybody and they became a product for DIY. So that'd be my number four is just a good solder dispenser. Yeah. Very cool. And it's really – it
0: is nice because you have it on a solid mount. A lot of those come on like plastic types of things.
3: Yeah, this is in um, a pedal enclosure, so it's die-cast aluminum. Then what I actually do, and I tell people that get the solder dispenser as a trick, I open up the inside. Cause it's a build. There's a guide there, and you build um, the solder dispenser. On the inside, I bag up spare scrap hardware, and I put it on the inside as a weight. Mm. So that it's less likely to move because we keep our stuff above the bench. So you're kind of like pulling down, kind of like a, like an air compressor for like a, a machine guy, you know, yeah. or a shop guy. So that'd be my. That's my uh, four on the bench. Or happy if you, you have a monster. bunch of like you know human teeth laying around, you can put that in there. Not heavy enough. Oh. No, not heavy enough at all Rob tried that It's scary
1: Still moves too easily
3: (laughs) Yeah, There there is still the petition going around to throw the rocks at you Todd So it's (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and you know what? That's 30 bucks That is a solid investment right there I like it Yeah, yeah, we can talk more about it when we get into the DIY That's my four on the bench Happy to keep the segment going And started I love it, thank you so much That was really cool
0: And Alex thought of that just to clarify, um, I also, uh, you know, before we get into the other thing, I just uh, need to call out something real quick. If you d- don't mind, um, I
1: kind of mind.
0: You kind of mind. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm getting my rocks ready. Okay.
1: I don't think we actually get a vote though, Tony. No. Yeah. I think it was more of a, a polite thing he just did. Yeah.
0: There. So, anyways, um, from our last podcast, yes. Um, there was a there was a. A point in which i i just kind of got excited and started telling the story and then i became so, so uh, very self-conscious because tony was giving me the business and i thought you know maybe oh, i should yeah. take this out <laughs> and uh he's like no 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 it's fine it's fine well 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 guess who chimes in uh coming out of nowhere and rob says in my and his and te- our text string <laughs> we have a fantastic text string he says poor miguel 30 minutes into the podcast, and he's only said a few dozen words to Todd's hundreds. Ha ha. And I and I waited to respond, and I was like, you So then I just put ug. Uh, which was followed promptly by Tony saying, that's why it's called a Todd cast. To which point I sent the uh the little giphy that shows Anchorman kind of throwing up his hands and like, yeah, so what? Um I said, I knew it was too long winded. Tony said it wasn't. What can I say? I enjoyed the subject we were discussing. Then our friend John Findle, who runs the studio that we're at, comes in with an absolute doozy, and he says, were you on Tony's knee when he told you that uh, you were okay and did a good job? And I honestly doubled over. I was laughing so hard. And I said, okay, you bastard, that made me laugh pretty hard. And then Tony said uh, uh, he he sent the uh, Stuart Smalley uh, gif. Uh, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. Gosh darn <laughs> it. To which to to which I promptly responded with another man who says I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> it was it was great fun. So
1: mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So thank I, good I thank goodness f- for.
2: For, for
0: texts. Yeah, I said a few extra yeah. words, so sue me, but
1: I, I thought it was humorous because, you know, I'm on the bench and I'm listening, but I'm not like actively like hanging on you. It's, it's going while I'm doing yeah.
0: stuff. I'm and, so we're just and, noise.
1: Well, no, no, no. Entertaining noise. Mm-hmm. But but after like 10 minutes, I'm like, what's been going on for And then and then, <laughs> and then finally, I'm like, wait a minute. Did I black out? And like, and I looked down and it's, it's almost a 30 was minute mark. Fan the fume where, fan
0: going? Or?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was like, you know, what the? And I'm like, oh my god literally it's it's like todd all right and, and all
0: right <laughs> so that's I, why i said i try to monitor that but sometimes i get well no about and
1: when during it you're like is, is this too much or oh, i should cut this out and all that and i was like yeah. yeah so you're yeah. yeah, aware.
0: yeah it was fun it was it was all in good that's because yeah. i was giving, but we're not going to do that lie. today we want to hear from alex yes so, so everybody else be quiet um Shh. we Shh. are diving into pe- ooh big giant thunder pedal building kit
3: what do you want to call this alex Oh man, Uh, this is just anything pedal DIY. Really long DIY. Yeah, DIY is. We're going by Copper Sound DIY. We had we had a long meeting about this, and it's it's, we just went back and forth. But DIY is such a relatable, understandable thing. Uh, I think it transcends. Got it. Wow, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to
0: dive into the Copper Sound 101 DIY pedal building. Stuff, Alex. First, we need to know okay, what prompts a pedal builder to create an entire system of DIY equipment for pedal building?
3: Um, so pretty much, I would venture to guess, most people in our world, unless you're doing strictly digital stuff and probably working in development board systems and, um, you know, all computer based stuff, we're we're just taking analog parts and we're putting them together in a breadboard. The breadboard is really the hub of everything. And I'll get into that mm-hmm. kind of what it is and how everything is kind of based around what that is. But we found ourselves since I've been doing this for like the last nine years, we're always breadboarding stuff. So if you are familiar pretty much with any of our products, you might be you know familiar with like our telegraph stutter or maybe Foxcatcher um, or the, the triple graph octave that we do a third man, like, Pretty much all of those pedals are going to go through some type of, you know, prototyping, alpha and beta testing. But before it gets there, before it even gets to a schematic, before it gets to a circuit board layout through a CAD software, we're going to breadboard it. And we need tools to do that. So this is kind of where it spawned from, where over the last nine years, we were like schlubbing along, just wading through whatever we had to essentially it's a very bootstrap thing you know um if we wanted to work on something like our fox catcher overdrive pedal that we released in 2016 we had to breadboard it but it wasn't easy and it's a, oftentimes if somebody was like hey could hey do you want to start doing blah 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 i'd be like yeah i gotta get a breadboard made i'll see you in two hours because a lot of times i would have to I'll find a breadboard, which we'll go into, which is essentially like strips of solderless mm-hmm. metal connecting either vertically or horizontally power and audio rails. I would get that breadboard from somewhere it at various sizes. Then I would have to get audio to it, so to do that, I would get like an old beat up like enclosure I would drill some holes in it for some audio, so we could plug in a regular guitar cable and then we can go to our amplifier and I would have to. Put a couple jacks onto this box. Okay, cool. I can go in and out, but now I got to get to the breadboard. Okay, so I guess I'll solder wire to those audio jacks, then get it to the breadboard? How am I going to do that? Okay, I I put a hole in the uh, enclosure. Okay, now this hole feeds through. Okay, cool. I can get my audio there. Oh, crap. This stuff requires power. Okay, put another hole in there. Here's a DC jack. Cool. This is stuff we got laying around. Oh, those also have to get to the, PC, the to the breadboard. Okay, here's some black wire. Here's some red wire. Cut it. Solder it to the thing. Get it out to there. Awesome. Now we got power. We got audio. Oh, crap. On a guitar pedal, we're able to turn it on and off so we can hear the before effect and after effect. I got to wire up a switch now and have it with a, a basic true bypass wiring diagram. Go to my in and out jacks. Snake through a small little hole. Have the wires essentially being an antenna so any... Any hands that go around it start doing that type of thing depending on the circuit, get it to the breadboard. Okay, well, wait, the breadboard is just this white piece of plastic with metal in it. I have this box to turn my effect on, and I got audio. That's cool. But, like, what am I just gonna put them on the bench? I'd go find a piece of wood, cut that wood down, put some feet on it, then I'd screw the breadboard into the wood, screw that. enclosure that had my my guts and everything then i'm ready to go now it's two hours later now i can actually start working on something wow. and i had to, i had to do that for like six years wow and i got faster at the process as you normally would and generally i would use like scrap stuff like oh this switch was kind of bunk i'm not going to put it into a pedal that's fine enough for just testing out a like a a, a pedal you know because oh it's being a little f- fickle that's fine. It doesn't matter right now. It's not going to a consumer. Yeah. So I'd have, I'd have to do that constantly. So making like a workable breadboard was a two hour process. And I didn't even touch a component to start working on it. Also, I forgot to mention an led status light. You'll know generally when it's on, but that's another thing I want to do to know, like everything is interacting like a guitar pedal would. So right. that pro- that process I had done for so long and I was just kind of sick of it. And we were getting ready to do DIY or I had some ideas for DIY lockdown had started and I was on a old computer at the place I was living. And I was like, I'm going to just like crap out a ton of circuits, just like work on some ideas that I've been having. And just when stuff gets back to how it was or how it is, I want to have like a ton of, I want to, I want to essentially come out of that door and like, Oh, I got a ton of stuff. I wasn't just kind of hanging around. Yeah. And, And DIY was one of those things where I had a ton of ideas um, it, we had also been using some local parts from a, one of our su- uh, local like suppliers. We we're using substitution boxes, which we can get into, which is just essentially yeah. a series of multiple components that you can try to breadboard stuff on the fly. So anyway, it was summer of twenty uh, summer of last year. Yeah, so about a year ago to today, we were working on these things. I had sub boxes ready, and I had uh, a couple other things, and we were getting ready to kind of brand everything. And launch it because I was like, I'm done doing this. I've paid my dues. A lot of us have paid our dues. A lot of us have figured out a system that works, and that's great. But I was like, there's got to be a better way, and maybe people can get into it, and it's not such a ticket-to-ride thing. And um, I came up with the idea to have essentially an integrated breadboard. So I had sent to you guys um, some of our breadboard sizes. So essentially, our breadboard is fully integrated um, where it's still – uh, it allows the user to still have somewhat of a customizability to um, itself. But it's essentially, at, at face value, it's all the things guitar players want and need out of testing out a new design that they're trying to be creative and artistic with. Right. And our our breadboards come with an, an input and an output jack, a regular standard 9-volt, nine, mil, uh, 9 volt, you know, 2.1, uh, 2.1 by 5.5-millimeter barrel, a toggle switch. It's like for a pedal a st- with no guts. Essentially, and you make the guts on the breadboard. Yeah, it's yeah. all fully integrated, and there's ways for you through headers to hook wire up to yeah. it easily. Alex, who, is, who are these kits for? So these, well, they're for us because we use them literally <laughs> day in and day out, um, and I don't have to make breadboards ever again, which is nice. Mm-hmm. These are for people kind of getting into it. W- what I've noticed in our DIY world with pedals a lot of friends in the community do – there there are companies that make PCBs. There are pedal companies that have open source for their PCBs. Um, our pe- pal and friend of the show, John Snyder, he does some open source PCB stuff where you can buy it, put it into an enclosure. Or you can go on pedal PCB or General Guitar Gadgets, and you can go on all these websites of, oh, I'd love to make a fuzz face. Here's the PCB. Here's the parts. Here's the enclosure. That's cool. But that, that didn't actually teach you – about the thing so much and it didn't allow you to mod and customize it so this is really for the person that's interested in getting into guitar pedals and the entry level for breadboarding is as i had mentioned how long it takes to get one going it's a bit of a it's we're in the golden era of guitar pedals but it's still the wild west i think when it comes to the development side of things and i when one of the very first things i created and i can't remember if i sent you guys some um are these toggle switch adapters so if anybody's played a guitar pedal there's usually foot switches leds knobs and toggles those are usually the most common things mm-hmm. and i've illustrated and outlined it in our like our, our press releases and our media and all that stuff toggle switches the stuff that we love to click for different sounds yes. whether it's compression or it's uh, clipping style or whatever it is <clears throat> those are almost universal I'm going to say almost because there's there's exceptions here. But a, a regular standard toggle switch, if you're touching somebody like 10 different ones to different companies, there's a good chance they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Whether the functionality is a little bit different or the manufacturer or small things, they're, they're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Breadboards are pretty universal, just like the toggle switches I was mentioning. So the downside is those breadboards that are universal and those toggle switches I was mentioning that are universal, they don't mate. They don't coexist together very well. And myself and probably others in the community have probably found themselves um, taking wire, soldering them to the lugs, plugging them into the breadboard and having this weird like Jenga leaning tower thing going on, trying to have my toggle switch work with the breadboard and I was just kind of sick of that so I just made a small PCB with pin headers and the toggle switch can mate to it and then you can plug it in anywhere you want on the PCB as long as it's kind of within the channels and again we'll talk more about the breadboard so I'm just trying to make stuff here that would be much more accessible for somebody getting into it stuff that I was like if I were starting and I had this it would have been so much easier because we want to we want you to do the creative process and we're going to take away some of the headache. Well, and before we get into all the particulars, I, w-
0: I think one of the big things that, um, I don't want to say you're leaving out, but at least for me, who, as as I, I was mentioning um, uh, kind of before the show, I'm, I was so excited about this because um, understanding the pathways for circuits has always been a little bit tricky for me. Um, and this cl- is just, honestly, it's like opening up a whole new world of, of possibilities for me to better understand it and to do it in a way that um, I, I don't completely muck it up. Um, and one of the th- there's there's two key things that are are going to help besides from the hardware. The hardware is fantastic and it is built. It, it's copper sound, so you know it is going to be built extremely well. But just the the document, the DIY. Circuit pack document that, it, that runs through here's how you do all of this stuff is gold. It's absolute gold. Accompanied by a series of YouTube videos that you did that are very, very self-explanatory. You don't go over people's heads. It's basically just watch this and you understand how to do it.
3: Yeah, and it, it's nice to hear that you say that that translated because when we were building those DIY guides for um, what we call circuit, a little tongue-in-cheek there, but um, it's a kit where you can make a circuit on a breadboard. Uh-huh. When we were doing those um, videos and we were doing the build guides for those, the idea was to stay in this lane of tell them what it's doing, but not go too far on the why. Yeah, yeah. We, we wanted to make sure it was like, oh, this thing will do this. We don't want to get into the physics and the sciences and all the... yeah all of that stuff because Let that's John something. Schneider do that stuff. Exactly. You can, <laughs> you can, you can, you can read up on those resources and there's a good chance you will learn it if you're really into it. But we want to just know like what it's doing in a quick, a, a quick, why? like what it's doing like this here, will do this. We don't have to get into all the other stuff because that's something for you to do later on. We, we want to encourage you as like a beginning builder to do yeah. that stuff. It's so easy to follow along.
0: I, and uh, I, I, I don't say this to 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 diminish your effort but if imagine like if ikea put together a kit but did it like way better (laughs) that's what i'll qualify that um we know you you know the average person can put together an entire kitchen set with some simple directions but if they were just looking at the box of parts they'd be like i don't know what to do now i'm defeated and it's the same exact principle
3: yeah we we tried to like It it was tough for me, but luckily Jordan doesn't build these. He just does the media stuff, so he doesn't know what this stuff does. So when he's making renderings or giving information, he's asking, like, what does it do? And then, oh, that was a red flag of, like, we didn't explain this properly because we're so close to it. We understand what it does. Right. So so we have to explain that stuff better. So when we were getting ready to do it, actually a precursor to the the circuits with the DIY bundle guides and everything – um, we got invited to go to WPI, which is a, a Polytech Institute here in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. They asked us to actually host a breadboarding class because they have an entire guitar pedal section of their university, which is I, – I, I don't know anybody else doing that, which is really cool, at least locally. So we were invited to do that, and we essentially had to make like a lesson plan. So that was the precursor to doing um, – The the circuit bundles that you're talking about, Todd. Where we what we did was well, how do we make this foolproof? Well, let's break it up into three sections is what we found was the best. Mm -hmm. We we have other than like a name of the section and a brief overview of what you're going to be doing. Like oh, this is the power filtering section. What we did was we broke it up into three main sections. Parts used like you would see in like building a, a chair or something like that. Like you said from IKEA, Todd. Yeah. Parts used. Then the schematic drawing that I would draw up of what you're doing. And then the last one was actually just a high-res, like a a DSLR camera, a picture overhead of me actually putting the components into the breadboard. Right. um, So that you could see all three things and kind of realize, oh, these are the parts. Oh, I see those. It matches up to the drawing. That's the schematic. I'm not really sure what that means. Oh, but they showed me where they're actually putting it in the thing. So now, ideally, going back to the schematic, that makes at least a little more sense each time you see it. Right, right. So, so that was the idea there, is to like really make it foolproof.
0: Killer. Um, that's a great explanation of this. Um, we, uh, we're going to go through the boxes that we have on here, um, if, is that, uh, if we want
2: to start there. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, So let's talk about it. So the first one is just the, the basic uh, mini breadboard uh i guess package (laughs) yeah
0: now on the top of it it says mini small medium large and deluxe deluxe maybe you could walk through you, you you kind of already talked about the mini board
3: but explain why someone would need these different sizes so there are different sizes of breadboards there's generally like two sizes of them there's that mini size that you're talking about um Tony, And then there's the standard size, which is the small. Now, what we do is, and you'll see a lot of breadboard companies, um, it's just multiple of them put together to make more rails, more audio, more stuff like that. So really the idea was with the mini, small, all the way up to deluxe, was it offers a different playground size for what you're doing. So if you're going to make like, if you're getting into this, A lot of people really love to buy our mini breadboard because it's tiny, it looks very attainable, and like, oh, that's not too complicated, I could do that, and you could easily do like a simple transistor boost network or something like that, and it barely takes up any space, it doesn't feel like you're wasting it either. And Going up from there is our small, which is essentially one row of audio, our medium is two, our large is three, and then the deluxe is still three rows of audio with power rails, but it also has stereo in and out, plus uh, an area for expression. So if you're the type of person Mm -hmm. that's gonna make um, a two knob pedal, the small one's probably gonna be good for you. If you're gonna make like, let's say, a three knob chorus or a delay pedal, you might want to get the medium or the large one. If you're gonna do something that's got expression to it, or you're gonna kinda get fancy, you've probably learned a lot more since getting into this, or you already, or your existing pedal builder, which we have a lot of those that are like, oh, I've already existed, I've been doing this, but this is going to make my life easier, they'll get like the larger, the deluxe one. And that's kind of like just giving the different tiers. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're a bachelor by yourself, you could get a coupe. If you've got a whole family, you might want to get a minivan. There you go. Nice. And the cool part
0: about this is the uh, – so the mini starts at $29, and it looks like the deluxe goes all the way to 99 I mean – 29 bucks for an entry level to to, to get started yeah, without nothing. any hassle at all that is
3: that's a killer deal it's also pre-assembled as well so we we assembled these so there's there's a couple of our tools that the person builds it because that's the why in diy you get to do it yeah um, um, but a, lo- a lot of these we wanted to still take the headache of like wait i'm gonna adhere breadboard and then make like, like we don't want it to be a project. Yeah. There are some things that are easy, but the breadboard comes fully assembled. And one of the missions of DIY was, okay, if this is entry level, to get people excited and encouraged and let them be creative, but not have to worry about all the hassles that come with setup and building, we wanted to make it affordable. So a, a breadboard that starts at $29, we thought that that was very enticing and very encouraging to people to want to try Like you said, $29.00. You and your spouse can go to Burger King and it costs that much, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we wanted that to be part of its mission was being affordable, and but that also meant us being really smart when it comes to a design standpoint, a sourcing standpoint. We couldn't put twenty dollars worth of components on that and sell it for twenty nine. No. You know, I I had to get really um, creative and sourcing and all that stuff. And again, most of these things don't cost a lot of money. It's how they're put together is what you're paying for. Yeah. And And so
2: the next step, somebody buys one of these, the mini or deluxe, whatever, uh, they need to get parts for it, right?
3: Absolutely, Tony. I like
2: the way that you think. And I'm thinking that you
3: probably sell parts kits. You are thinking absolutely right. That is a newer offering that we had just dropped about a month ago called circuit c-i-r hyphen k-i-t it's a little bit a little bit tongue-in-cheeky a little bit fun but that's kind of what this whole thing is about it's about fun and learning at the same time and it being encouraging for people so what we did was like i had mentioned previously if you want to go to an online supplier and say i want to build oh i want to build a tube screamer cool, here's the parts, here's the PCB, and the enclosure's already drilled. That's cool. You get the experience. But what we wanted to do was offer something that we've never seen before, which is uh, a kit bundle, meaning all the parts included, and a wiring diagram and schematic to follow along step-by-step on how to actually put the correct component in the correct spot to get everything to be wired up correctly. And when you fire that breadboard on, ideally hear the sound and then hear how you're hear how you're actually going to engage with it like like todd said it's a pedal with like no guts in it yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and then from there let's say so you got one kit uh the one in front of us is a silicon fuzz so i'm assuming that's like a two knob fuzz
3: yeah so that's going to be in your um tone bender mk 1.5 or fuzz face type of um derivatives where you know it's a two transistor fuzz that's Pretty mean. It, you can also roll it back with your input volume because it's a very good building block for people. Um, so we wanted to offer stuff that's very recognizable and relatable. Like we're not going to come out of the gate with like an analog delay because if you're looking to make an analog delay, there's a much better chance that you already know this type of stuff than oh, I'm going to make a treble booster. Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything there. And <clears throat> one of the nice things too, and, and, and going to uh, back to actually the thing that started the whole DIY. Technically, if you were to buy one of our kits or you're going to put stuff together yourself with one of our breadboards, if you wanted to, or I should say what I used to do was I would be breadboarding something. Let's say I'm breadboarding um, an overdrive that's got like a tone network. And let's say I want to change the tone a little bit. What I would do is I would pull out the parts needed for it. I'd put them away I'd or put them to the side. I'd go to one of my parts lockers. I'd grab the other parts needed. I'd make sure to get them in the right slots on the breadboard, and then I would try it out. By the time I did all that, I don't think I really remembered what the sound was, and therefore substitution boxes, or also referred to as decade boxes, these are an invaluable tool for our type of world where you're able to get one of our substitution boxes. We make seven different types, and they have essentially male DuPont-style leads. You can plug these two leads into where the leads of, let's say, a resistor would be, the two legs of the resistor would be, and with the simple twist of a chicken head knob with multiple positions on it, you can get access to 24 different resistors on the fly of different values and hear instantly what the sound would be. It's remarkable. I mean, that alone, like, even if you just did that,
0: that is pretty revolutionary. Uh, For pedal builders and especially beginning pedal builders Um, And let's so let's see you got for the substitution boxes. You've got resistor film capacitor diode ceramic capacitor electrolytic capacitors transistors and FET so each one of those is going to help you so um, For instance if if I was to start setting up the silicone fuzz and I was like well I'd like it to be maybe um, have more gain or have more um, treble or something like that. I could use one of these things to help me choose which component is going to get me to that sound without having to plug in every single component
3: and and retrying it. Did I hit the nail on the head there? Absolutely. It'll it'll allow you to on the fly change stuff and really see what is gonna, and sometimes stuff gets affected down circuit as well, but a lot of times it's gonna be really useful in like tone networks or gain networks. And back at, like when I started this, there were, Ellen Co, it was my go-to company um, for breadboards on like a piece of metal and for substitution boxes. They made theirs, the the values or the tolerances weren't very good, they were way too high. Mm -hmm. Um, It was fine though, because it gets you going and a good place to start. Um, I thought I could improve upon it. I think we were successful at it. Um, And from there, we actually, instead of just resistors and caps, which are a great place to start, Guitar World, what do we love? We love gain, we love clipping, we love distortion. So our best selling sub box is actually our diode substitution box. And we've we've had people um I believe he said he was on the show um, the gentleman from Stacks effects oh yeah he was that was the last uh, episode Miguel Miguel, Miguel yes. Vasquez so Miguel is a big fan of our DIY stuff and he said in uh, the last um, overdrive pedal that they just released they were the Zenior. yes they were extensively using our um, diode selector box and he said, Oh, I was using diodes I never thought of using because on our diode sub box, you've just like the other ones, you've got two leads to represent each side of the diode's um, body, representing its legs, and you have 24 sets of symmetrical diodes. So you can do, let's say, a rat circuit. Most people are familiar with rats. Instead of doing like the traditional clipping, whether it's silicon or germanium, mm-hmm. or people like to monitor for LED. You now have 24 things that you can try out and get an idea for the flavor without needing to find two of each thing, put them in, in uh, the correct orientation, get them to ground, listen to it, play a little bit, hey, how does that sound? Okay, take those two out, put them away, go get two more, put them in, grab your guitar again. You can on the fly try different uh, different diode types uh, for 24 different ones, yeah. and that's become our bestseller that it's it's
0: fantastic because honestly uh, it's I love the idea of learning how to uh place the components and understand better understanding the relation that they have and what they're doing but you know I have mentioned many times like whatever I get I usually like to tweak so uh this is essentially that way to go okay cool this is a
3: a quote uh, Silicon fuzz How do I make it My silicone fuzz Exactly And that's a, and, and the silicon fuzz That we offer is Like I said Fuzz face And it's like It's a tried and true one Because it's Low par count But everything that you change Makes For the most part A, a difference And if you were to get this kit um, Which Tony had mentioned That we have kits Which include A power supply A small breadboard And it includes the components of your choice. You can either get our overdrive, our MOSFET boost, or our fuzz. And you could be off to the races, just need to supply the guitar, the cables, and an amplifier. I know that's where we get you. And (laughs) you could grab a substitution box as well and say, oh, hey, like you were saying, Todd, I'm going to grab the silicon fuzz, but I want to try 12 different transistors for this. Right, right. Well, there's a box for it. You can kind of make it your own. and, And then from there... You're off to the races and you can kind of just really on the fly, really see what could be with all of these components. Also if you have a breadboard, we don't want to discourage that either. We offer the components themselves. Um, You can buy the silicon fuzz or the mosfet boost just by itself just the components, and it still has a QR code on it and it brings you right to the build guides where you can follow along step-by-step. Step. That's another
0: great point about what you've done is that every single thing you've got here has a QR code so that you can better understand exactly what it needs to do so you're not lost. And um, it, it you've you've sort of, like, fail-safed this from a I-give-up standpoint.
3: Yeah, we, we tried to really field... Um, feedback from either dealers that are currently um our diy stuff um people that are looking to stock it and players and tinkerers and builders you know we i feel like we did a pretty good job thinking about a lot of the aspects but it can be one of those things where you're so close to it you get lost you know rob could probably relate to like just knowing some of the ins and outs now it could be easy to forget to tell a person oh yeah this is a thing because I'm so used to just knowing it's a thing that it can be easy to forget to take a step back from the outside point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You you know? Rob, can you, just uh, based on where we're at right now, like what's uh,
0: striking you uh, hot right now?
1: Well, honestly, as soon as I get off my duff, I'm going to order some stuff. I'm going to order probably the small breadboard, Um, at least a couple of the uh, dual uh, pull, dual throw, Switch adapters, yeah, and then a couple of substitution boxes, and yeah, I mean those, the, yeah, for anybody, I mean anybody, and yeah. and like he was saying, like uh, uh, existing pedal manufacturers, absolutely. Rather than having to build something like this myself,
0: yeah, yeah. Now, you go to Alex, and you know, shows up. Where are you going to go to do that, Rob? Copper
1: Sound pedalscom maybe? Yeah, and look, <laughs> under
0: the DIY tab at the, at the top. I mean, if you were to ask me, that's where I would say. But I asked okay. you, and that's what you said.
1: Okay, um, yeah. Right, so <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I mean... You know, he I, knows I, everything. Yeah, I mean, not not just uh, it, uh, amateurs, but this... No, like you
0: your entire job is to build stuff. Yeah. And so, like, this is a... Good and,
1: and what I've got is, is something like for the breadboard is, is like something like Alex said uh, he was using forever. I've got a piece of wood with a breadboard glued down to it with an old uh, 1590B enclosure with a bunch of holes drilled in it with a switch and some jacks and, and little leads coming out of it. Yeah. It's very... I mean, it gets the job done, but it's... You know, and, and you know, of course, you got to have a bad connection in that... that box i built or something then i'm chasing down a problem i think it's on the breadboard but it's actually in the yeah box so this would be much more reliable
0: yeah well i, I want to call out something that for me is important when it comes to systematic things um i i, I was uh, i've been using apple computer stuff since i started using computers and one of the upside of that uh is that And which is the upside is compared to the downside of of Windows based stuff is that the upside is it's all made by the same manufacturer everything you're doing you just have to go to one place and because those things are done well that one place the reliability factor really matters so in the same in the same vein like if you're going to try you know if you're doing anything having to work on your on a PC for any reason at all Trying to track down who's responsible for the problem that you have to fix is an absolute nightmare Finding parts that are that are compatible that are uh, the most current that you're not going to get robbed on and all that stuff the fact that all of these things are coming from Not only the same manufacturer, but the a manufacturer that actually builds pedals all day long And, And to me that right there is like absolute confirmation like this is the only set of stuff that I need to get.
1: Here's another along with your thing, reason to get substitution boxes. If you're a DIY guy who has never sourced parts from DigiKey mouse oh or gosh. whatever. Exactly, exactly. You can get a it's substitution so box, flip through, find the one value, then you only have to source the one capacitor you end up wanting to build with rather than right. all 50 of them or whatever. Well,
0: And it's easy to say, oh, yeah, you can just switch through these and find whatever you want. But the problem is, if it, as a beginner, um, in my first couple of attempts, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this says this is the thing that I need. Well, if I wanted to do something different, I have no idea yep. what the next thing that I could use would yeah. be without stopping everything I'm doing and and spending hours trying to figure out what could be a possible modification to the resistor that well, I'm using. Well, and beyond and this that is it right
1: here. And beyond that with a substitution box. Even if you did know I want to get a, a .022 and point zero four seven. Well, no, you, you type that in on Mauser. Uh, yeah. 4000 yeah. 4, film capacitor matches yeah. come up and then you're like, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's I don't understand. It's like it's once you start doing that, you're like, how are any of
1: these things built? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's <laughs> actually I think Alex will, will uh, back this up. That's actually what you pay for.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. You know. Yeah, yeah it was it was definitely a long pro- I, I had already been doing years of sourcing from different suppliers and all of that and really getting good at All of like, you know, your DigiKey, your Mouser, Mm -hmm. Arrow. I love all those companies. And that's one of the main things I do for my day to day here. And yeah, it was a long process of finding all of the values that would work. Oh, okay, cool. I've got 24 resistors. Okay, I'm going to go from like 10 ohm up to one meg. Then when you get into capacitors, I wanted to go from 1N all the way to like 1U. I had to be able to also source somewhat oddball. sizes of like Mm -hmm. oh yeah we always hear about 47 and then it's like oh it goes right up to like 0.1 and
0: then if you don't have the the, the, uh (laughs) this is one of the first things that that i ran into was okay i got what i i found eight of the 10 things i need on on -hmm. like you know uh love my switches or something and they're out of one or Mm -hmm. two things and then i'm like great now i gotta go to this other place well they have they've got what I need but there's I either have to buy a thousand of them mm-hmm. or they only have three on hand and then you got to go to another
3: place yeah yep it's yep. tough and, and then you're going to pay shipping from two different places which might be more than the parts you're doing so having a one stop shop is really nice and um, obviously we're sourcing for our, our DIY stuff we source from a ton of different places and I you know, we get a lot of inventory, but we put it all together for you because that's part of what the DIY's mission is, is to take a lot of that headache out. Later on, if you use our stuff and you make a product, that's awesome. We're happy to be along for the ride of your creativity and just speed up your creative process. And at some point you'll figure out sourcing and suppliers and manufacturers and all of that stuff. Yeah. But for right now, let's take that headache off the table for you. Amen. And and just get it. like our our kits, <laughs> they got all the parts, we're gonna source them and uh, include them. You got the QR code, and you know what? Build yourself one—a small breadboard with a power supply, with one of the kits you choose. It's sixty-nine bucks. You could even buy a, a, a sub box and go. Okay, I'm gonna out of the gate do this fuzz, and I'm gonna get a a, a different type of uh, film cap for some of the parts or whatnot. And you can go to town for under hundred bucks. Yeah,
0: and so, you'll learn, and and not only get all the things to build that, but now you've also learned along the way, in a, in a very easy path, how to, how how these things actually work together.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, absolutely. And, that, and like I said, it's not necessarily a detailed why it's doing it, because that's something for you to have fun learning on your right. own, whether you want to. Because, I mean, here's the thing. You could build hundreds of pedals every month and not necessarily – like, I don't know all the physics behind it. I didn't go to school. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not Jack DeVille. I'm not John Snyder. I'm not Joel Cordy. I'm not these guys, but – if it sounds good, it is good, and you can, on your own, go to that depths of the ocean and figure out all of the stuff or get an education on it. But we wanted to like get you up and running and excited about the creative process, not necessarily all of the electronics and the physics side of things, because that will come naturally, and 90-something percent of us are all self-taught. And if our DIY stuff can be the start of your journey, we're excited about that.
2: So Alex, let's say I build this silicon fuzz here, your your kit, and maybe I've customized it a little bit, maybe changed some diodes and things like that. Got it to a point where I really really like the way it sounds. What's my next step if I want to maybe build one or more of 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 these? You know, based on 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 what uh, what the kit has done.
3: So are you looking to like? even have a small production or do a do a, a pedal
1: yourself, Tony? Is that what you're saying?
3: Well, I'm just saying, let's just say I built this and I, and I like the way it sounds
2: and...
1: So you're I mean, ready to build it as a pedal? Like yeah. something you can take out, maybe even make a couple for your friends? Right.
2: And Because obviously you don't want to take a breadboard out and put it in a box or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. I guess you could. Maybe a clear box or something like that. But uh, do you offer or can you provide guidance for someone that maybe wants to make a, a small run of, of something that they've you know kind of customized
3: yes i'm glad that you actually asked that tony so if you are looking to take that step of i've i've I got your stuff i learned it here's the schematic i made some changes using your stuff or i made some changes not using your stuff however you got there um i do offer uh pcb services um for for clients of mine and i take on a few a month and what i do is you know i usually the client will get in contact with me they'll say what they've created and they'll be like oh I got this thing I just don't know how to make it a PCB and I'll work with them we get a we get a schematic going um, even just bare-bones stuff Um, even if you like copied say this fuzz face Tony you just built you copy it's it's literally one for one however you changed every single part no problem I can get that schematic online open source we can put your parts in and you say hey I want the knobs in this location we can start working on that as well. I make a PCB for my clients. We do a customized thing, and I get them up and running for that. Um, for something like that, they can contact me through either DIY at copper or they can email me at Alex at copper and I'd be happy to chat more about those type of services. Nice. Awesome.
0: All right, Alex. Uh, this has been absolutely fantastic we're like as we've been saying we're very excited about this offering you have this is great stuff it really is and um do you have anything else that you want to share about this
3: yeah so i was actually thinking about this and i wanted to extend um just going on the whole idea of it being accessible and getting people into this we wanted to offer um a bundle pack of our diy stuff and all your listeners will have to do is from the time this episode airs through July 31st. So that'll be the 25th of July through the 31st of July. If they email DIY at coppersoundpedals.com, they can put in the subject line... Guitar knobs podcast, whatever they want. Throw rocks at Todd, whatever they want the title to be. <laughs> just just put the guitar knobs in some in some <laughs> manner, some <laughs> type of subject line. Email DIY at coppersoundpedals Put a fun subject line and then say, "Enter me for the DIY giveaway." We'll put you on our news list, and then by um, the last day of the entry, which will be July thirty first, we'll pick a winner. Um, I'll talk to that person. We'll get him a bundle pack and um, we can get them off to the races for all of your great listeners. Oh, that's great. That is fantastic. Um, Tony.
0: Yes, Todd. Rob, I, I'm so inspired by this, man. We're going to give away... We're going to give away a bundle, a circuit a circuit bundle. We're going to give one to a Grand Poobah Ooh. and one to an executive producer on uh, our Patreon. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, When we do that, I think um, we'll we'll have to figure out. You know, um, I guess we'll let them choose which one
3: they want, and then we'll get it out to them. Yeah, that's I like that because you got to. Which ones do you offer, Alex? So for the circuit bundles, we offer silicon fuzz, a MOSFET booster, and a single transistor overdrive. Perfect.
1: Yeah.
0: I love this. Um, I'm very excited to do this, because it's, it's been a little bit dry on the giveaway side, and I think this is the right thing to do.
2: I think so. I think people are going to be really, our
0: listeners are going to be very excited. Absolutely. All right, Alex, thank you so much for all of this. Um, it's been great fun talking about this. Um, uh, I'm looking at all this stuff, and it just makes me want to go try to build a pedal. That's f- super cool. Um, now, Tony. Yes, Todd. Do we have anything else
2: to offer well, our, you,
0: our lovely listeners?
2: You know we always have something else. Actually, um, we've got a
0: big something else. For yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, hold on to your seats, folks. Yes. Um, because it's that point of the show that everyone loves, especially Rob Sheffey. Mm-hmm. It's a little ditty in a little game we play called, Oh, would you rather? That was like you, if Rob did it.
1: You really <laughs> should. Hey, you really should sample Jared. I that know, part. I
0: know. He keeps telling me, but I just—if I do yeah. that, then he won't come back on. And he—he's just yeah, he will because he'll be to like, get on.
1: that wasn't a very good recording. Yeah. You know?
0: Anyways, all right, we <laughs> We've hopped into El Camino. We're driving past. We're throwing, throwing empty cans at beer at cans at Jared's, Jared's house, house and trying to make sure they land on the deck. Uh, what do we got today, Tony? So this is from our good
2: friend Trevin, Trevor Ellenberg. Trevor Ellenberg, new patron. Yes, that's it. Keep going. Okay, can I continue? <laughs> yes. Thank Why? You. Thank you. So this is an interesting one. It's 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 a little bit long, but it'll it'll come to you pretty quickly. Okay. And it has a little twist. Okay. In it. You're walking down the street and all of a sudden you stumble upon a time machine oh the old time machine! i love the time Mm. machines these genies and time machines get us every time yes this time machine however grants you the ability to go back in time to witness any and i mean any legendary historical guitar moment of your choosing whether it's a studio session or live a couple examples might be uh maybe david gilmore recording comfortably numb solo or Jimi Hendrix playing Star Spangled Banner. Uh, maybe Eddie Van Halen playing Eruption Live. Ooh. If you had a chance to witness any guitar moment in history firsthand, what would it be? And note that the moment should be a song/slash solo and not the stage move. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's that's no. a Todd thing. Although <laughs> oh, I'm sure Todd would love to see a Stratocaster burned on a stage. <laughs> So that's part one. you got to find your guitar, musical, moment, history, solo, song, whatever. Part two. As we know from back to the future, time travel doesn't come without its share of complications. Oh, boy. You were lucky you got to experience your song or solo of your choice. But after that, the time machine erases the timeline as we know it. That moment in guitar history will still be treasured, treasured as it was before you time traveled. However, it will never be exactly the same as after you, as you experienced it in its original state. Because and, you've messed up the time space yes, continuum. Yes, you've messed up the spot, the, the time space continuum. In other words, you're going to, you are, you are the only person that got to listen to that moment in its original form, it's a just quantum leap the TV show. Oh, this is it gets complicated. I'm yeah, confused quantum already. physics. But you heard it just once, but you and everyone after that will forever hear it differently. Would you rather 1 have the song/solo be the same note for note, but the guitar tone completely different? Or 2 would you keep the guitar tone as it was but the notes of the song solo will be completely different. Ooh, that's really hard. This is heavy. This is heavy stuff. So, first first rule of order, and it has to be a solo. It can be a song. Oh, a whole song. A whole song live, for instance, or in the studio. Okay. If that's something that you had, that's something very special to you, or the solo, uh, which you so know, I get to be there to see the thing. You see the thing. But because you've time-traveled and you've messed with a time-space continuum, something's got to change. It might be, one, the notes, or two, the guitar tone. Okay. Um, Put your thinking hats on, folks. Okay.
1: What? (laughs) Help
2: Rob understand (laughs) this. We'll, We'll walk you through this, Rob.
1: Jeez.
2: I mean, we gave you some examples.
1: Maybe we could put some more, you know. Uh, requirements in on this, <laughs> okay. So, obviously, it's got to be a guitar thing, it can't be like,
2: yeah, it's like a
1: singer songwriter writing a song. All right, know,
2: it's gotta... no, it's got to be okay, some iconic
1: session? guitar thing. Yes,
2: that's the way to do
1: it, okay. All right, that's that helps a little bit. All
3: right, Alex, you set? could, you, um, Tony, if you just refresh the very end part, and what is it if after you do it and you come back? What's the would-you-rather part? of the? I'm assuming you do want us to pick a historical thing and then yes. answer the would-you-rather. That okay, is correct. Word. So I got the historical part. Now, when you come back, would you rather... You, what? you, you either point. change...
2: You, the solo or the song can be exactly the same note for note, but uh-huh. the guitar tone has changed. Okay. Or you can keep the guitar tone the same, and the notes of the solo or song will be forever changed. Okay, I have my answer for both parts. Okay.
1: We should have had a seminar on this before. Yes, this, that's this fantastic.
2: <laughs> I love it. You want me to go first? Go, Tony. As per, as,
0: as per usual, I. Tony, tell
2: us which one you would do. I would do um, Brian May's solo in Bohemian Rhapsody oh. in the studio
0: that's not a thing this, they didn't pick that That didn't pick that you don't have to pick those
2: were just examples I thought it was a show it's a show oh no it said studio it could be in the studio it or it could be a yeah, live where song where were you at yeah, oh was my listening. I was imagining I, you weren't even listening
3: he blacked out he was, again he was, at him. <laughs> he was thinking of the next thing
2: that he was gonna say gonna say that's, that's no, exactly that's how he is was, <laughs> he was practicing that's his non-active listening yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. So that's my choice. I'm going to be in the studio with Brian May, right? Listening to him perform the solo from Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I'm really stunned at that. Why?
0: It's because the, of how big of a like a, a John Lennon fan you are.
2: I never really considered much of so that, what that, Lennon played that, that, I'll, all I'll, that good in
1: terms in, of in, <laughs> in guitar what? solos. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's it's, why it's I asked. Be a the,
0: song or
1: but, Solo. Well, but that's why I asked the question about songwriters because, like, if you could be there when Lennon wrote something or when they were working on this song,
0: not an option.
1: Right, right. That's why I asked that question. It so, is not an so option. So that makes but sense. They said it's
0: a, yeah, it's a song. I can pick a song. You're
2: there
1: for the moment, but because well, recording of the song, but it has to be referred to like or. But deal yeah, yeah, with yeah.
2: guitar, because you've time traveled, uh-huh, you've changed something, and what I would my my rather would be, uh-huh. I would keep the solo the same, note for note, but change the guitar tone. Really? Yes. What would you change it to? I don't know. That's a good question. Just Just different. different. It would be different. Hopefully not markedly different. Yeah.
0: It's not like it would come out. It would just be no distortion on the neck pickup.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why do you make things so difficult, Todd? Uh, Okay. Uh, What are you going to say next? uh, Stop it.
1: I, I don't have one yet. Don't okay, point to uh, me. We're going to go to Alex next.
3: This is a really good one. I like it.
1: This is hard.
3: No, that, that was a good one, Tony. Okay. Going after that's going to be interesting, um, especially having Brian May. So what I'm doing um, as for like classic guitarists, I have to go with my favorite, which is Mark Knopfler. Ah. And I'm going to mm, go with.
1: I was thinking him too.
3: I, I think there's technically two, but the solo for I gotta go with the classic Sultan's of Swing. Uh, Yes, sir. It's recognizable at least for the audience. It's not. I would have gone Telegraph Road as a thing, but I'm gonna go with more of a, a a listener favorite. So I'm gonna go with Mark Knopfler's Sultan's of Swing solo. Okay. To witness that, and I'm gonna say for my Would You Rather, I'm gonna say because his style no plectrum fingers only the tone he gets i'm gonna say keep the tone change the notes because i think his ability for melody on the fretboard it would there would still be something as good
1: yeah i don't but that's yeah yeah that's no 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 no
3: no. no no
0: I You're, was thinking about yeah, this one, yeah. too,
1: and it was like, yeah, but what do you choose? And Well, and that, you can that, choose that different. That melon, no. Yeah. Okay, I'll choose the same song, but yeah. no. Okay, it's so like now, it's a, now it's your turn. Go Rob, ahead.
2: do you not understand the complexity of time travel?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, okay, then I'll, I'll use, because I was thinking about this, but I couldn't, see, I couldn't decide because his tone is so much who he is. Yes. But those the that melody is, I mean, signature. That that is to me that song like that. When that comes in, it's like but it'd be I know just exactly like playing is.
0: on a commercial that they chose not to pay for the song, and it's just a little bit different.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those those two notes or three notes might be enough. Yeah. So well, yeah. So okay. So uh, first, first of all, uh, okay. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say okay. So so this is lame. I'm doing the same song, but I would actually go the opposite direction, and keep the melody. But change the tone. Cause you could clean it up or do whatever, but the Make mello- a play through a rat pedal. <laughs> okay, not so much that, but yeah.
2: With the with the bridge pickup only.
1: Yeah. No. Well, okay, I guess with the understanding it can't be that tone. But
2: Interesting.
0: Well Toddish. First of all, I think we need to phone a friend. That yeah, isn't going is... to pick up because um, I think our friend uh, that we've already mentioned, John Schneider, drink, drink, who is actually a quantum physicist.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> would,
0: would I would love to hear what he has to say about this.
2: Let's get him. Get him yeah. on the horn.
0: He would say neither of these things are an option. Both change the thing, and you're, you've ruined time, space, continuum. You ruined the whole thing. Uh, anyways. Um, What I would do, like, I didn't even have to sneeze at this. I didn't have to blink any bodily function. What
1: Wonderwall moment is he going to bring out?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I am in the middle uh, of the show live at Main Road in 96 Oasis for Rock and Roll Star when Noel's playing uh, the famous Union Jack guitar. Yeah? That's where I... that's the one, that's the one, okay. and um, I think I would change, I would keep it exactly as it is, because, I'm, you know, I'm a fan, and everybody else wants to hear exactly what the thing is. I would change the tone. I would just give it more gain,
2: more
1: gain. Kay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That that would be amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: I would love it. Yeah, you guys. (laughs) Did you like text each other to to come up with that?
1: (laughs) No, we just both had the exact same reaction.
0: All right, all right. Uh, Anyways, that was a great question. Yes, Trevor. Thank you. That That was was outstanding. It made us think. Yeah, it was. It was. It was awesome. Um, And how random! Two guests are chose the exact same person and song. Yeah,
1: it's it's, seriously. I was. I was debating that or Clapton. Was, those were the the options. Yeah, Clapton? Yeah. Live? What? Sorry. Did, have you ever listened to 24 Nights? I missed what nights? you just said. Uh, you blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyways, all right. This has been a ton of fun. Tony, we need to thank some people.
2: Yes, we do, Todd, because at this point of the show, there's a special group of people we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, what's an executive producer? You might be wondering... An executive producer makes this show possible. How do you become one? Very easy. Head over to Patreon.com forward slash The Guitar knobs. Check out a couple of different levels in which you can participate. Become a sponsor, a patron, a hero of this show. Yes. Each level. they are the heroes of the show for real. Yes. Each level comes with some very nice thank you gifts. You know. Yes. And, apparently, and giveaways, opportunities to win some very nice things. Yes. As an executive producer, you get all the good stuff, all the great stuff, but there's one thing more. What is it? Get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing, and that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars Vader and Pedals John Helverson Rick Calhoun Trevor Gunberg Elad Mizrahi Mac D Richard Kendall Mark Garton James White Justin Jones Anthony Gemalero Bill Gola Guitars John Esterly Anthony Lathrop Stefan Lamb, Michael Sanchuk Ken Sayers Doug Crist uh, Darren Gregory Tom Barazin Rusty Sneedon Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pampas, David Tindall, Trevor Ellenberg. Yay. Yes, indeed. And Christopher Logan. Thank you, thank yes. you, thank you. Yes. Christopher Logan, if you're hearing this, you need to answer my email, on it. Answer Todd's email. <laughs> Do I need to send you one? You know, Todd? Yes. There's another group personally. of... <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, there's another group of executive producers. Mm-hmm. These are our grand poopas. Yes. These are the creme de la creme. The tippity top. The uh, top of the heap. The cream of the crop. <laughs> That's all, all that stuff. You get stuck? What's what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Push just, the reset I'm button. Just, I'm just watching you flip that fez around. I mean, yeah. Because, you know our Grand Poobas get a Fez to wear upon their heads. a special Fez. I saw An the special, special fez. fez. That was very nice. So, I'm going to thank these Grand Poobas right now, right before you. So, special, 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 special thanks to these Grand Poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Iguereda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, L.S.J. Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, uh, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S., yes. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups, and our poet emeritus, Matt Hart.
0: Yes, indeed. I also want to give a huge shout-out to Doug Christ. Um, he's he's just a solid, a solid person out there who's been supporting us for a long, long time. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to say extra special thanks to that man.
3: Nice. I'm getting lunch with him soon. Oh, you are? Yes, we try, to, we try to hook up every couple months or so. That's cool. That's very cool. He's a good dude.
0: All righty. Um, now, Alex, please remind everybody where to go to get this DIY stuff and the amazing and ge- very generous deal you're offering.
3: Yes, so listeners of the show, they're going to want to go to Coppersoundpedals.com slash DIY to check out all the goodies that we spoke of today. And additionally, as we mentioned before, we're going to do a giveaway. And the easiest way to enter that giveaway for us is for you to just simply email us. That would be DIY at coppersoundpedals.com. Leave something in the subject line like podcast or DIY giveaway. And we're going to enter you to get a DIY bundle of our choosing to send you to get you on your way. That's going to be running from July 25th through July 31st, and we'll pick a winner at the beginning of August and reach out to them.
2: Nice.
0: Outstanding.
2: Thank you for doing that.
0: Alex, you actually, uh, I want to also mention for those listening who are like, hey, this sounds really interesting. I'd love to get a little bit more information on just this, the whole diy and pedal building in general alex you have some resources to share that we are going to put in the actual uh notes in the podcast on our website and that should show up in the notes as well um, on on spotify and wherever it's
3: streaming pretty sure so uh can you run through those real quick for us for sure, yeah. So as Robin, you guys had mentioned, sometimes there can be uh, hurdles like sourcing parts and then sometimes where you're going to read information. And we have that vast wealth of uh, knowledge and stuff on uh, at our fingertips. So I've given uh, a couple links that are going to be in the show notes. Um, I have a few different um, resources for some educational reading that's not on the super complicated techie side. I've also linked a couple of resources one of them is our DIY and a couple other um, websites that are good for tools of the trade, your soldering irons, um, all of that type of stuff. And I also have a list of three different suppliers um, that are good for having curated um, supplies that are pedal world centric. So you're not going to find a regulator that you don't need that's for a computer. You're going to find Resistors and caps and diodes, and all that fun stuff that we want to tinker with, and it's curated for our world. So, check out those resources for some reading material, some tools, and some easy component sourcing.
2: Alex Giraldi, Dr. DIY. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Tony, where can people find you? Just head over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of the things I have available for sale, but by and large, what I do is custom work. So, shoot me an email, let me know what you're trying to do, what you want to do, what you're looking for. I'll take good care of you. Love it,
1: mm-hmm. Rob. Instagram's most active place. Um, Mad Calification on Instagram, and you can see all the stuff I'm doing. Send me a message if you need something fixed or modded or rehabbed or whatever.
0: Yeah, if you if your amp is sick, he's the doctor. Thank you. You can make a shirt out of that.
1: Yeah, all right, all right. Copyright Todd.
0: <laughs> uh, you can shoot me an email, Todd at the guitar. Mar- get the pip, top, but, who are you? <laughs> I'm man. Ba-dab- ba-dab- the... ba-dab- yeah, ba-dab- I know, right? Hey, you can shoot me an email at todd at uh, DM me at Instagram at guitar knobs. And um, love to hear from you. Send us your would you rather's and any questions, uh, especially if you had anything about this episode or whatnot. Tell us what's going on in your music world. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, please check out flintfx.com. And get yourself a stomper, especially if you've got an HX stomp, an a, uh, Eventide H90, um, or anything of the like. We've got a, a handful of things that we cover there, and you need to protect your knobs. And uh, we actually have some uh, red sparkle ones that we're doing right now. So nice. those are yeah, sparkle. We just sold out a gold one, so we got to make new ones.
2: Um, oh, Todd, the one more thing. Yes. If there's anyone out there that wants to throw rocks at Todd, stop it. You can go to rocks the number four todd.com and uh, sign up for the right there. Did you just buy that or something? <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> that
0: would have been awesome. You missed the opportunity of a lifetime. Damn! hey um, but it, last thing I'll say uh, if if all of you um, who have been listening and you support us and um, y- you like music, please 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 uh, p- go to Spotify, go to Bandcamp, go to Apple, go to wherever you get your streaming stuff. and please give a listen to the Valentinos. Latest single, Hands Tied. I would greatly appreciate a bump in our algorithm. And the song is, I think, is pretty dang good. And I'd love to hear what you think of it, too. Okay? Should they follow you, too? Follow, follow us. Yes, please do that on Instagram and all that good stuff. All right. We have... Uh, We have, uh, what do you call it when you shill... You... you, Shell-shocked. No, you... Verklempt. Verkacken. (laughs) Verkacken. Anyways, hey everybody, have a fantastic guitar week, and subscribe! Yeah. I'm great, how are you? (laughs) You are one hell of a salesman. (laughs) Anthony. Hello. The Skeletor memes that are that are going on on social. <laughs> he goes, remember, <laughs> baloney is just hot dog pancakes until we meet again. <laughs> wow, I never thought of it.
1: That way. It's hot so great. Pretty good.
0: What what would you be in circuitry
3: <laughs> terms? He'd be a diode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, some type of a pa- passive thing, I guess. Um, okay. Yeah, di- diodes like are a cool. battery. A battery. like a battery, a battery, like a battery. Yeah, I could, I could spark a charge if need be.
0: Yes, and if not used,
3: no problem. Uh, like Frank Reynolds said, "Throw me in the trash."
0: <laughs> that wasn't very good. My my claps are really off these days. Hang. On. That was a good one. Yeah, Rob is kind of. If if you guys had a fight, uh, it it would just be so boring. Wow, <laughs> You'd just be like you no, guys are harsh. No, tonight. you are. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Stop it!
1: <laughs> I'm going
0: to hit you. <laughs> you won't like it. I'm Ow, leaving take, now.
3: <laughs> take that. Do you have, you
0: have any ice?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I swear. That just put me on the ground, <laughs> oh, boy. It so doesn't good. take much, does it? <laughs> no, three. Uh, oh man, I blew it. The the the. Don't look
3: of, at me. Three amigos. <laughs> no, the uh,
0: you Spanish Inquisition. Damn it.
3: Okay, I see you now. Yeah, it says. Oh no, that was weird. It said failed algebra four times. No, it said Todd Novak. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like that's it. That's awesome. We'll, we'll just call it a we'll just call it a copper sound takeover. Okay. Sure, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man,
1: that was perfect.
0: Oh, uh, I want to go on a really long road trip with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can
3: I can get on a tangent easily. <laughs> if you want to talk about Jaws, I can do that for like the entire day. Jaws, really? That was that is very specific. Well, I did a podcast with uh, Masters of Cinematic Universe. Yeah, about yeah, Jaws. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I can talk I can talk shop. You know what? I did
0: I did that one too and, and um Oh I heard. <laughs> oh we
3: all heard. I didn't listen, but we all heard.
1: You didn't and listen, I, but you did Thanks for heard. not listening. <laughs> well, yes. What are we referring to?
3: Sun so, did search and destroy. Yes. And uh it did not go over well as from what it I
0: heard. Did, it, it, it tanked. It you was know, so I, bad.
3: I know that I have a bias here, but I think the thing that really hammered in um, (laughs) a really interesting um, contrast is, like, I think I was a couple episodes before or after you, Mm -hmm. and I had done my favorite movie of all time, which is No Country for Old Men. Great movie. They're they're very different movies, it seems like. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. They said, you know, what movie do you want to do? And I was like, I didn't even skip a beat. I'm like, Search and Destroy. And, uh, we've never heard of that. And I'm like, oh, it's fantastic. Christopher Walken, Griffin Dunn, uh, uh, Roseanne Arquette, um, uh, John Turturro, Dennis Hopper, Ethan Hawke. Like, dude, it, the cast is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But so is the movie, which is awesome. Good. I got on there and I was like, this is so cool because, like, everybody I, I try to introduce this, this movie to and I can't wait to hear them go like, oh, man, this is so great. They got on, they said, just so we're clear. Before we do this podcast, we hated this movie, and i was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> so the entire movie was like me defending why the is awesome, really awesome. I like it's a that. great movie. I, I, I actually need to listen to that. Uh, it was. It
1: sounds like a good time.
0: It's fantastic. I mean, Christopher Watkins like doing a soft shoe and, and everything in a geisha bar in Manhattan. It's like, wh- what's better than that, mm. right? We 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 have a bit. We're gonna do a bit. Yeah, I love right, it. Let's do, Here let's go. Go. do a bit. Here we go. I- Alex. Yes. You want? do <laughs> <laughs> I'll okay. have to edit that for sure. But, oh,
2: right? Uh, we're not, not even in the translation. We're not Alex? <laughs> even doing the podcast yet. Doofus.
0: Actually, mm-hmm. wait, I'll save this for the podcast.
2: Yes. Yeah, we'll what are you doing? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: excited
2: about it. All right. No one expects a DIY <laughs> <laughs> inquisition.
0: Yes. Uh, all right. So, I thought this yeah. was the podcast. Though. It is. We're there. And away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes. Four on the floor blog and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs.
3: Catch you next time.